we aren't saying that you can't be tough and you can't overcome in moments where you must perform or where you have to get through it. What we are saying is after that moment, we have to take the time to say, wait, what happened to me there? How do I feel at the end of the day or at lunch or in the morning before I even start my day? Yeah. Do I have a process of checking in with myself? If I don't have that process, then I'm going to deal with that hurt in some way, right? If I don't know what my pain is, I will comfort it somehow. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad. And we discuss issues that couples face in everyday life. Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples podcast with the real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection. So here we are in the second of these five things that we've been talking about that really support sobriety or support sustainable change if you're making them. In the last episode, we listed the first one, which was safeguards and how you create some distance between yourself and the thing that gets in the way of you uh, feeling like you're living a healthy life. And now we're going to head into number two, which is self-awareness. So this is something Chad and I have talked about quite a lot on the Connecting Couples podcast. First in what some of those internal strategies are. Are you an avoider? Are you a pursuer? Um, Are you somebody who's anxious and has a lot of energy when distress happens? Or are you somebody who wants to just give it some time and hope it gets better? Those attachment strategies actually also really play out in this process. And so we want to kind of bring both of them into the forefront to start talking about what is happening for you in your relationship, but even more importantly, in your own heart, in your own mind, in your own life, when you recognize that you first have the urge or the desire or the longing to do the thing that you're trying to stop doing. And then possibly even if we can go down that road for a second, when you do the thing, what is it about that thing? that you're hoping you're going to get out of doing it. I was talking a few episodes about a friend of mine who overspent, and so she shifted her spending and decreased the dollar amount, but still had the activity, only she went to thrift stores instead. (laughs) And she started going, so it's no longer a problem financially, but the fix and the vice is still there, and that's the thing that I want to shift. So let's kind of start talking about self-awareness. Man, I got to say, it is hard if you're not a really self-aware person to to know any of those answers, to be honest with you. It's really hard to kind of go, oh, this hurts this way, or I feel that thing, or what are you even talking about? I've had lots of people come in literally this office, and I'll ask them about even good feelings, and it's hard to put words to it. So really, we're asking you to stay curious with yourself, right? To spend some time and look internally and go, what is that thing that happens for me when when things go wrong, when things get hard. Yeah. And so, and again, I'm saying you would have to even know that things were hard or had gone wrong. Again, more self-awareness required there. But we want to start to take the time to check in with ourselves. We, we a lot of times ignore what we feel in life as withdrawers, especially in order to kind of just get through. I know myself, I've had lots of life experience that taught me to ignore pain, to ignore hurt, to just kind of push through and overcome and work harder and do more. I mean, I could throw all the cliches at it, spit on it, rub some dirt on it, get up, you know, <laughs> walk it off, yeah. all the stuff. And, I, and I'm like, we aren't saying that you can't be tough and you can't overcome in moments where you must perform or where you have to get through it. 
What we are saying is after that moment, we have to take the time to say, wait, what happened to me there? How do I feel at the end of the day or at lunch or in the morning before I even start my day? Do I have a process of checking in with myself? If I don't have that process, then I'm going to deal with that hurt in some way. Right? Yogi, Yogi Berra said, if you don't know where you're going, you're going to wind up somewhere. That's, that's this, right? If I don't know what my pain is, I will comfort it somehow. I want to say that I feel like in this denial awareness process yeah, yeah. that I have an easier time having this conversation with someone, what is leading up to the use of with a relapse person than somebody who's at the beginning of it. Because I can say, hey, now this is the second or third time that you've done this and let's back up. I this weekend fell off the wagon. It started on Friday when I A, B, and C, and then this happened. And I'll say, let's go all the way back to Monday. What happened on Monday? What happened on Tuesday? Who did you connect with? Who did you call? How were you feeling? And we can kind of go backwards to it. But I agree with you that just blank awareness before I guess the bad thing has happened, I think is really hard because we don't know yet that it's a problem until that glaring evidence we've discussed tells us that it's a problem. I I agree. I mean, you've got to have like life circumstances. I know that's a big breath, but like you've got to have something that tells you, hey, things aren't going the way I want them to. We've talked about before in our cycle of pursue withdraw, this thing that we call appraisal theory, basically. Mm -hmm. And the acrostic we've used from our friend George Fowler is temp. It's funny because I have temp in the notes and then I scratched it out and now I'm like, oh, this is actually where it applies beautifully, which is having an awareness of what internal emotion got triggered, what my meaning is, and then what the protective action is or what the behavior is that's attached to that. And so if I'm talking about it in terms of a negative behavior, let me use food, for example, because that is one I've been in process for the last few months. It's our for this series yeah yeah um my family of origin came to visit and leading up to them coming i like to have a plan in place get caught up on my work clean my house get the extra bedroom ready for mom and dad like there's just some stress involved in hosting when my parents come and i could feel myself in the days prior to them coming walking to the fridge more frequently, going and standing in the open door of the pantry. And we were probably two or three months into eating healthier. And we had done step one, which is removing the exposure of things. And so my pantry didn't have the cookies and candy that it had previously had. (laughs) And so I kept going to it thinking, you are letting me down. Why don't you have my vices? And I thought, wait a minute, let me back up. Why am I trying to emotionally eat? Oh, wait a minute, let me back up. Why am I overwhelmed? What is happening? And then I shifted because I was able to not only have the awareness, but then recognize I was going to try to have some immediate gratification of comfort in that thing that I normally go to when I'm stressed out, overwhelmed, and need to pause. The pause was with the eating. And so I had to shift what I did there. Yeah. And I I love food is a great analogy because it it's it's safe enough at some level because like my friend said, you don't get thrown in jail for Doritos, but <laughs> but it, it applies in so many ways. So I've got 10 metaphors in my head, but I'm going to stick with food. But for me, 
if I've gone all day, which sometimes happens, and I haven't eaten, and I, li- I leave work, and I get in my car, and I'm driving home, I can almost not help but say, let's go out and eat. I need something right now in front of me. Like, and, I'm, and I don't want to normally at that point eat a chicken breast and a salad. It's like, <laughs> let's go. You got a problem go. with what I'm cooking at home? No, no, I love what you're cooking at home. But I'm like, I have been so not self-aware. I have been so good at ignoring my hunger, my body's signals for its needs to be met, that I have now gone to a place that's unhealthy. And I'm going to, now my body's screaming for like, hey, like, let's eat something fatty with lots of carbs and maybe Mm. some sugar, Mm. right? My body can turn that into energy real quick. The problem is, I also know that once I start eating like that, guess what else I do? It almost becomes, and I've had to examine this and it's more self-awareness around it, but it's like, why do I get like frenzied? I don't Mm. mean like I'm eating with my, (laughs) I'm not diving my face into a plate or something, but I'm like... It's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm eating fajitas and I'm eating all the fajitas. I'm not eating It's two. funny because I think yeah. about the two things that I frenzy on are like chips and salsa and popcorn. I am like grabbing the next handful before the mouthful <laughs> is chewed up. And I don't know what that is, but it's just like this like, ooh, yep. you know, yep. constant thing that's happening. For sure. And I'm not, I'm not even knocking that, to be honest with you. I'm just saying like, you just have to know that you do it. And then you have to ask, like, what is the thing happening inside me? So let's play out just for a little bit in this self-awareness, the cycle that happens. Because let's say that I'm running behind at the house, and so I'm not quite on task with having the food cooked, which is something that we had to decide. If we're talking about not the inaction, we're going to stop doing bad, but what is the action steps? Correct. One of the action steps for Chad and I was that we had a meal plan, and I would try to or if he's the yeah. one who's doing it, have the dinner ready for when the other person gets home. You Be- cook most of the time, so I'll give you all the credit. Because if it's ready, <laughs> then he know. doesn't get to to throw the audible. Yeah. For yeah, yeah. non-sports fans, he doesn't get to change the plan at the last minute. Yeah. And so here he is having not eaten it at work. Is that my fault? No, it's not. Because sometimes I'll send him to work with a little snack pack. And or I've got like nuts that. on my desk yeah. and I've got protein drinks and I've got cheese. I, normally I have lots of options. I just so didn't do it. Here yeah. he is. He's coming home, right? If we're talking about the things that we have in place, we're, we're removing safeguards and we're putting a plan in place. If we're trying to work the plan, he comes home hungry, starving. And I say, oh, my chicken wasn't thawed yet, which is like the the horrible thing that happens to us who try to cook chicken on time. At any rate, the chicken wasn't thawed yet. And so I'm a little behind on dinner. And he says, don't worry about dinner. Let's just go out to eat. And now we have a cycle. We have two people both aiding in the dysfunctional habit that we're trying to change. How easy is it in any of these things, drugs, alcohol, Let's watch binge watch a show, whatever it is. So often the partner is already aiding and abetting the issue. Aiding and abetting. (laughs) That it is not hard to just go along with. And now it's both end. It's his fault. It's my fault. It's our fault. We can't get it right. And so this is why if we go back to two episodes ago, why is it so hard to quit? Because there are so many different factors that are all helping us make the bad choice yeah. that when you start to try to make the good choice it almost feels like some of them are working against you. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pull myself back to just the moment though, which is what we don't do 
by the way, if, if you're going to be disconnected from yourself, you can't be present in this moment. <laughs> you have to be focused on something else. Yeah. And so really what we're asking people to do when we say have some self-awareness, have, have like tune back into yourself, we're saying go, go look at yourself, go feel, yeah. go be in this moment, go. I think, I think it gets a bad rap in some circles, but like go meditate, go take a minute and say, focus on your breathing, take a deep breath, do, do guided meditation. There's all kinds of, whether you're a Christian or not, or I mean, if, if you're a Christian, sometimes they say, oh, that's Eastern, whatever. I'm like, it's not Eastern. Jesus was saying, stop, slow down, know that I am here, be present with me all throughout the New Testament. So slowing down and being present is a Christian practice as much as it is an Eastern a human, practice. A good yeah. human practice. But I'm saying like, take the time and take some deep breaths and say, you know, what's going on inside me? How am I experiencing? Can I catch my breath in this moment? And ask yourself some questions. I'm going to use perms. It's an acrostic we've used before. But like in this moment, how am I doing physically? In this moment, how am I doing emotionally? How is, how is my world? What's swirling inside my heart, my chest, wherever you hold your emotion, your gut, right? What is swirling inside me and what would I call that? Physically, emotionally, in this moment, how am I feeling my relationship with the people I care about most is? How am I doing with that? Right? Is my mind swimming? Can I start to set down some of the things of my day and just be present in this moment, in this breath? That's the M, the right. mental part of perms. And then spiritually, can I start to say, hey, God, where are you at in this moment? Where am I in connection with you? And so really to slow down and say physically, emotionally, relationally, mentally, and spiritually, how am I doing right now? In that spiritual one, if you are someone who is an AA or NA or going to a higher power, you can still ask yourself how to get the bigger picture. The thing I love about the higher power, I believe, and we are faith-based, so we definitely lean towards God there, but let's say you're not. The idea of that higher power is that there is something greater than us and my immediate problem at, at play here, yeah. and how can I focus on that instead of just focusing on what this immediate fix is. And so it's the shift of focus in that last one. Yeah. But I think if I slow myself down, if I start to take a look at that, and I really, if, if this is something you've never practiced, you might only be able to slow down for 30 seconds yeah. and ask some of these questions. But if you can get to a point where you can do a little bit longer, do a couple minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes of like just self-reflection, man, I think you'll start to find your needs. You'll start to find the things that are hurting inside you that probably we've tried to avoid with lots of different things. Let's play that out again, but with that self-awareness from this PERMS acrostic that we use and see how it plays out differently. So Chad at work hasn't eaten all day. He's been exhausted. He comes in the house where my chicken has not been thawing as fast it as I need it just got laid on the counter right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so if Chad, instead of saying, um, hey, let's switch this up and let's go out to eat, and I say, oh, you're right, let's do it, that's easy, and we go. That's the that doesn't help us. We're we're now still in the same cycle we yep. were before. But if Chad walks in and says any of those five perms acrostic options, he comes in and says, "I am hungry. I am exhausted. I really want food right now." That's an awareness. Yeah. I am emotionally drained, and this committed, you know, healthy eating is hard. And I want to throw it out the window. And I want you to help me throw it out the window. That is, I mean, any of these. I'm starting to have like a real conversation. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then say I respond and go, man, I'm feeling horrible because I didn't thaw the chicken fast enough. And now I have my own triggers that are happening. And I want to quit too and just go out to eat because I don't want to have to clean the kitchen or do the after stuff either. And so I want somebody to bring me another drink. Yeah. I want to <laughs> say, water. can I get a refill <laughs> and, and not have to be the one that's, you yeah. know, preparing all the items. And so now we're discussing not are we going out to eat or not, but what's hard in your day and what's hard in my day that connects us and usually in that conversation someone will say hey we've committed to this let's do it and i've seen in that at, i mean we have had that conversation yeah. Yeah, where yeah, he yeah. goes nope let's stay here or i'll say nope let's stay here here's what i need you to do throw that broccoli in the microwave help me get this stuff in the oven let's do a b and c set the table we're eating and then we kind of rally to the shift that we're making in our relationship and in our life and that gets us one more healthy behavior that we've put in place because we're in tune with ourselves. We had self-awareness and, and not we shared it. only yeah. did we have it, but we shared it. Yeah. That's the key here. I'll say, I'll say one more thing about that. Let's say I can play that out even differently. Like I, a lot of times I'm coming home and I'm on a phone call until I get in the driveway and I'm still on the phone call for a couple minutes. And if I, I want to encourage y'all do this. If you get home and you haven't slowed down to check in with yourself and you're going to rush into the house, I'm like, don't rush into the house yet. Take the three to five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll say spouse of whoever, give each other permission not to sit in the car and look at Facebook or yeah. talk on the phone or on the toilet or wherever you dis, j disengage. But what I'm saying is like, if you're going to go kind of check out for a second, I don't want you to check out of everything. I want you to check in to yourself. Take the time to go, how am I doing? and then come in the house armed in some ways with that information so that I can let somebody around me, somebody that's on my team that's with me, I can let them know how I'm doing. And then they'll have a better opportunity to respond to me. I wanna play this out with a few other addictive options because yeah. they play out a little bit different, but very similar. So I wanna talk about a couple I was working with where he was getting sober from alcohol and he they had maybe 90 to 100-ish days of sobriety. Mm -hmm. And he had a really big thing at work that was causing him stress. And when I worked with him, he said, I, I got into my truck and I thought I could drive by the liquor store and drink on my way home. And that would be that would be what I used to do. Or I could do something. I can tell internally this is the moment where in the past I would This is where I relapse. This is where yeah. I relapse. And and huge in, self awareness. Great huge. job to whoever that is. So yeah. he in that moment went, instead of doing that, not only do I have an awareness that I'm slow pumping the brakes for a millisecond yeah. Yeah. often is exactly the change you need. All you need is a half step. And what he yeah. did was he put on a song on his radio and he sat in his car at work and listened to the whole song. It was a song that really inspired him. Listened yeah. to the whole song and then took the even next step we're talking about, which is great. And he called his partner and he said, hey, this is what I was thinking about. And this is the moment. And I want to include you in it. Oh, it makes me, it makes me tear up. Now I'm no, crying I'm tear up. because what an impact it made in their relationship. Yeah. And now they have sustainable sobriety, by the way. And I want to tell you, he included her and she said, thank you so much for telling me I'm home. Dinner's here. Come home. And he did. And he didn't do that other thing. And then they had a, a pattern, a new pathway that was yeah. created where they yeah. got it right and had some success around it. Oh my goodness. But I'm telling you that that's, that's incredible, but that does not happen if he does not stop himself that's true. and look at it. And he did. And, and so 
we're not again we want that yeah that'll be great that's super but it starts with what is this thing that's going on inside yeah. me okay let's talk about another kind which is we've talked about before being a workaholic or having too much on your plate over scheduled busy yeah. work this is something Chad and I have done. We're trying to reduce some we of the things we <laughs> overbook ourselves all the time. But there were a couple times when Chad had a lot going on and we had had the conversation of him walking in the door and being done with work. And he would come in and still, he would say, I've got two more phone calls and a this and an email. And I'm like, oh, don't, don't walk in unless you're going to be home. And we yeah. cycled up in pursue withdraw fashion several yeah. times before we were able to get some traction on a shift here. When he came in and said, I know that I'm walking in the door, but I also have a lot of pressure because I haven't finished my work and I have phone calls to make and I have an email. And now I'm in a dilemma because I wanna be faithful to you and the commitment that I made to trying to be present when I'm home, but also I feel the pressure and I feel like I'm gonna be distracted. That awareness alone that he let me into I'm able to say, <laughs> this is how it actually played out. Um, my chicken hasn't thawed yet. It's like a major problem <laughs> in my life. I don't know what's going on I with these said, chickens. I Our don't freezer's too cold. Pull them out of the freezer fast <laughs> enough. I said, thank you for letting me know. I don't quite have dinner ready. Why don't you go make the phone calls that you need and get yeah. the email and I'll get dinner ready. And, you know, is 30 minutes enough? He said yes. But because we had the conversation that I am now supporting him, he's letting me into the commitment. The person who wants to shift the behavior is committing to do it. And then things have to to be in place for it to sustain. Yeah. And so him letting me into his awareness of what was going to be pushing on his ability to sustain the change. I've got to tell you, being able to notice it is huge. And I feel like that that probably even sharing it is is almost like rocket science. In A some ninja ways. move. We yeah, talk because, about it but all I'm the like, time. And we're going to talk about it again in relational stuff yeah. because I'm like, it is that important that we get it somewhere. But at this point, I'm just saying, can you stop? Can you sit in the truck and say, what the heck is happening to me? What is going on in my heart, in my world? How am I doing? And I've, I've actually assigned this to people. I'm like, set an alarm on your phone for 7 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 a.m., 2 p.m., sorry, not 2 a.m., 2 p.m., 4 p.m., 6 p.m. Like, check in, like, make yourself check in with yourself. Yeah. And ask yourself, how am I doing? Can you run perms? Can you write it down five times a day? Where am I at? Where are the spots that I'm troubled or triggered or hurting? You know, and, and so I love the idea of sharing it with your partner. And it really does. It builds a bond. It builds relationship. It creates community. It, it does all the things that are healthy. It goes back to episode two of this addiction series when we asked you to consider what you have experienced or seen people do with their pain now it's turned on you it, you know to be aware of that perms acrostic physically emotionally relationally mentally spiritually if any of those are off where do i go what do i do yeah. how do i get them back in a place that's secure and healthy if i'm relationally not healthy or if i'm emotionally exhausted or if i'm mentally spinning out or if i'm physically you know haven't eaten, ravished, exhaust, hangry, I like yep. to say, I'm going to have a harder time sticking to the commitment I made of going to that thing that I'm trying to give up. Yep. The plan will not work. No. If, if I am in a, a distressed state. Yeah. Yeah. The plan will not work. And so that's what we're saying is like, this is definitely a huge piece that says, Hey, 
can I check in with myself? And even if you want to do the most advanced move in some ways of this part, it's to share it with someone, like let someone else into where you're at. But that leads us to our connect point. The connect point is designed to help you have a different conversation about how you experience your relationship. Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now. So in this connect point, we want you to take a few minutes and slow down. And we want you to just check in with yourself. And I, and I want you to ask the question, right now, how do I feel physically? Right now, how do I feel emotionally? Right now, how do I feel about my relationships, the closeness of the people I care about? Right in this moment, how is my mind? Where is it at? And then again in this moment, where, where is God? How am I spiritually connected? Take some time and examine that in this moment for yourself. And if you have one or two things that you notice that you could share with your partner, I would encourage you to do that. Take the time to let them in on how you're doing today. So now it's time to first connect with yourself and then connect with your partner. Thanks so much for listening to us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it. You can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform, and you can follow us on our Facebook page, The Real Emhoffs. If you want to support our nonprofit that makes resources available for couples, you can check out the Ways to Give tab on our website, therealemhoffs.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about or the ways that our ConnectPoint conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks, Thanks again. again.